What does a business mentor do? Yeah, and it's a re- really good question because um, it's a question I get asked a lot. But also, people get confused between what's a mentor versus a coach. You know, are they the same thing? Honesty and respect is a really key part. Loving someone enough to tell them the truth, even if it might not be what they want to hear. This is something we've pre-agreed. It's not my goals that I'm helping them achieve. It's their goals. And the plan is their plan that we agreed and set together. So whilst I'm holding them accountable in a tough love kind of way, I'm just not letting them off the hook that they set. I feel like you're that person that's kind of in the back of somebody's mind or sat on their shoulder telling them this is good, this is bad <laughs> as you go through the process. That's a, good, that's a good example, Tess, because when we talk about the person sitting on the shoulder, we think of the good and the bad or, or the hard yes. and soft or the nice and the nasty. Sometimes you have to be a bit of both. For this week's success as a system, I appeared as a guest on the Advisors Assemble podcast with Tessa to talk about what a business mentor is and how they can help. This week's episode, we have the return of business mentor Marvel, Mr. Mike Green. Uh, it's lovely to chat with you again, Mike. How's it all going? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, Tess. It's always good to speak to you. Uh, and I'm, uh, I've already done a business uh, breakfast, a mentoring breakfast this morning and had a, a mentoring call. So I'm, I'm in full mentor mode. Wow, look at that. Well, it's the perfect day then. We are recording this on a Monday in August 2023. And of course, you know, um, you, Alex, and I have already recorded uh, an episode sort of on business mentoring, haven't we? But I suppose for those that haven't listened to that yet um, or aren't really aware, what does a business mentor do? Yeah, and it's a really good question because um, it's a question I get asked a lot, but also people get confused between what's a mentor versus a coach, you know, are they the same thing? And there's a lot of interchangeable descriptions around those two things. And, and my answer is, is, is often the same. Um, they're both useful, uh, but I think they are different. To me, a coach is somebody who has um, technical skills and knowledge um, and is someone who will more observe behavior uh, and have tools and systems that they can recommend to help someone. So for instance, I might be a gold medal athlete and I'm running and they may never have run. They may have never have achieved anything globally or, or in that field, but they might be a trained uh, biologist or they might have lots of understanding of the body, its capabilities and the positioning of a start of the run and the optimum amount of lifting your foot off the ground. So there's someone who I think can observe you, train you, coach you um, in the actions around the sort of optimal technical delivery. I think a mentor and certainly my description, my understanding from mentors that I've had is someone who is more experiential in that coaching. So they, they are still coaching you, but as a mentor, they've probably walked that talk. They've probably had the experience of success and failure, and they'll know what it feels like to experience the challenges you're facing, whether that's psychological, physical, financial. Uh, and so they can draw from personal or or periphery experience that they have had to walk you through that issue or through that goal that you've set from the benefit of being there, seen it, done it, smelt it, tasted it. Okay. Well, so you've painted a brilliant picture there, Mike. Yeah, and, and what they tend to do, a mentor, it is someone who will help 
take you from where you are to where you want to be optimally. Uh, and so they're going to help you set that goal. They're going to help you specify and detail that goal so that it's not just a kind of general like, it's a rifle focus. And then they're going to break that goal down with you and help you develop a strategy towards achieving that goal from where you are today to that uh, achievement position, if you like. Okay, so it's very tailor-made then. There's a lot a lot involved with it, I suppose. It is, and it's not just about, I think when we look back at our own school and if we think of a teacher as a, as a coach or in some ways a mentor, you know, so it might be a coach if they're teaching academic subjects and it might, it might be a mentor if, say, they're a, a sports teacher who, um, sorry, let me just turn this, if, if, if they're a sports teacher who is going to, uh, teach you a certain sport and they've come from being a footballer or a rugby player or whatever it was and they've done it so you can have a mixture but often if we say to people what was your favorite subject to school they might say this subject or that subject and if you said why they'll say oh because they made it really interesting or they really brought it to life so it's not just about having someone with the coaching or mentoring know-how it's having someone that you can relate to that you uh, can listen to, can engage with, that you believe understands you. So it, sometimes people will look and say, oh, I need that person as if it's a commodity or they tick a lot of boxes in terms of ability or experience, but they also need to be the right fit behaviorally and you need to ha have this kind of connection, I think. Okay, and we'll definitely go on to talk a little bit more about that later on in the episode, but we have got a list of, you know, frequently Googled questions here that people are yep. asking, and this follows on quite nicely. So why do you need a business mentor? So why would somebody need a mentor? Yeah, and this answer is the same for mentor or coach. <clears throat> it's a couple of reasons. Firstly, often you can't see what you do wrong. Um, so if, if it was coaching in a, and we stick with a sporting analogy, they can maybe see slight behaviors or dynamics that you are so focused on the end goal that you're not seeing you do. OK, they uh, if it was a mentor in a business sense, can see that you're heading down a pathway that if they've been there before, they can see this is not going to a good place or they're kidding themselves or, you know, two plus two doesn't add up to four. If they think this is where we're going, they are kidding themselves that uh, this person, they're a good person that works for me but they're not the best person. Actually, they're just not delivering the results, but I can't see sometimes beyond. So they can see from perspective and they help you see. Uh, additionally, then at the other end of it, once you've developed a goal or a strategy, they will hold you accountable um, to, you said you wanted this, you said you'd do that. We agreed between last time I saw you and this time you were going to do that. And that's really important to help you get to there. So that that's an important bit. They will develop you and take you on a personal journey because we are all where we are based on the knowledge we have, the decisions we make and the behaviors we use, if you like. Um, and sometimes people try to grow from where they are with the experience they've got to a new place. But logic should say you're here because of what you know and do. And if you want to get to somewhere different, better, you need to do some things differently. So I like the saying, if you want to change some things in your life, you need to change some things in your life. Um, uh, and so they, they will set goals with them. They will hold them accountable to that goal. They'll give them a structure to follow to achieve that goal. Um, and they'll give them feedback on their performance, good, bad or ugly. So just earlier today, I was looking at 
a WhatsApp chat of a few people in a group uh, that I was with, and somebody did a little video, uh, and they said, what do you think? And everyone said, oh, that was great, or well done, chap, or blah, blah, blah. And actually, the sound was awful. You couldn't even hear what they were saying. And it's like, do I tell you what you'd love to hear and make you feel good in a kind of positive, warm hug? Or do I tell you you need to get a, a, a Bluetooth mic and uh, you need to be conscious of what it's like to receive that rather than just you recording it. And so honesty and respect is a really key part. Loving someone enough to tell them the truth, even if it might not be what they want to hear. Okay, that's really interesting. So you've really got to do your homework, basically, and you'll be told if, if you haven't done it. So that's really, really interesting. I'm yeah, going to combine... The difference, sorry, uh, Tess, on that is... The difference to homework in the school sense, which we all hated, you know, um, is that this is something we've pre-agreed. It's not my goals that I'm helping them achieve. It's their goals. And the plan is their plan that we agreed and set together. So whilst I'm holding them accountable in a tough love kind of way, I'm just not letting them off the hook that they set. You know, yeah. they wanted it and I'm going to try and hold them to account, not let them let themselves off easily. Because a human behavior is that we forgive ourselves so much that we can get lazy and still think it's OK, you know. OK, you know, really, really interesting. So I'm going to combine the next two questions because, again, they kind of cover what you've already said. But how else can a business mentor help you and what else can you learn from a business mentor? Well, in addition to what <clears throat> we've just talked about, some of the areas that they, they will be maybe more aware or differently aware than the person they're mentoring is market trends, for instance. And you think, well, surely the person's aware of their own market trends, but sometimes they're so busy in the busyness or the doing of the doing or the technical bit um, that they're not, you know, a mentor is looking at it almost like, I don't know, let's say the, the mentee is on the ground doing the stuff. The mentor, because they're not caught in the emotion and the physicalness of the business or the, the, what the person's doing, can see it almost like a drone. They can see the whole picture um, and they can look at the market. So just by keeping in touch with a few things, and I think this is part of the commitment of a mentor. When I start to mentor someone, they might think, oh, your hourly rates a lot. But once I'm committed, I want to find out more about their sector. I want to understand what's going on. So I'll start reading that element of the news or the market. So uh, in addition to all of that goals, personal growth, accountability, they will be looking at market trends. They should be looking at market trends and focusing you on that. They will be looking at sort of risk. Uh, and in the early sessions working with a mentor, the first session, I'm trying to find out about the person, about their goals or, and so on. But I'm also trying to understand their risk profile. Are they, you know, if we're going up some stairs, let's say we're going to go from here to the top of this ladder, are they someone who will want to take every step, one step at a time and hold on carefully? Or are they someone who's willing to run up and miss the odd step, knowing there is a bit of risk that comes with that, but they want to get there quicker? Now, once you understand their risk analysis and the risks generally and specifically, you, uh, a good mentor will also be teaching them about that risk piece. 
Um, they will also help them with decision making. So one of the big issues with business is procrastination. And I often say procrastination is the mother of failure. And we justify ourselves. We say, oh, well, I won't ring him today. Let's say it was a sales call. I won't ring him today because it's Monday and everyone's busy looking at last week's performance on a Monday. And oh, I'm not going to ring him now. It's lunchtime or, oh, God, you know, they're probably heading home now. They won't be in the car. They won't be out to concentrate. And we procrastinate. We come up with all sorts of, if I may, bullshit excuses, whereas a mentee will say yeah eh, next eh, next what excuse number do you want to give me next you know it's all just bullshit we agreed we'll do this there is no time like the present to do this uh and it's sort of tied to accountability that decision making thing but are they allowing themselves not to do what they need to do for some bullshit reason uh, and can you help them overcome or even just see sometimes we don't see our own procrastination or our own excuses and someone else can say, oh, can I be honest? Is that is that is that bullshit? Or, you know, um, do, you know, my mentee would be really tough and say things like, do you believe that bullshit, Mike? Because the reality is it is bullshit. You know, it's like stay broke, he would say, or. If you want to grow at an average pace, that's fine. But you told me you wanted to grow fast. You told me you wanted to be over and above. You told me that there was no excuses that you would accept, but you're now creating excuses. So it all comes back to what's pre-agreed at that early stage against their goals, their pace, their risk profile, but then not giving them any uh, excuses therein. They, a mentor also brings a network because they've been there, walked the talk, seen it, done it uh, in certain sectors. So me particularly, I have a, an incredible global network of retailers and suppliers and manufacturers in the food and drink area. In recent 10 years, I've also done a lot around construction. So I have a lot of knowledge specific contacts in there. So, you know, if someone came to me as a dentist and wanted to grow their business, I would have to say that I can do that in terms of the structure, the finance, the marketing, the selling, but I don't have any technical knowledge and if that's where you need some support, I'm not your guy kind of thing. But in effect, and talking about that, The E-Myth is a great book by Michael Gerber. It's about 40 years old now, but and there's new variations on it. But he talks about most people are trained to be a technician. They're trained to be a plumber, a dentist, um, a search engine optimization person, I'll say. But they're taught the technical element. They graduate in the technical element. They don't then learn to become a manager of those kind of people and then go from manager to entrepreneur that can handle a whole business that has the finance, the sales, the marketing, the operations uh, and strategic focus. So uh, um, a mentor takes you up that ladder uh, in terms of skill set, in terms of planning and in terms of networking. So there's a lot there that they can bring. And so that's why, to me, be careful who you choose, because if you choose someone who's only like one step above you, sure, they can help you take that step. But most people, when they get a mentor or a coach, if they're paying for it, I think want to take multiple steps on a journey across a year or three years. Okay, so an important thing to think about there really but some really interesting points again and really clearly explained as well some great analogies there as well um again with this next question i don't know whether you've got anything else to add what other benefits are there of having a business mentor but we've covered an awful lot there already haven't we well i guess the other thing is you become a cheerleader for them okay so whilst i'm going to be like a like let's say i was a father figure or mother figure whatever parent because um, or even partner, because it's a form of marriage. You enter into a relationship with these people. So if your mum or dad or partner said something to you, 
you would normally take it on faith that they're doing it from a position of love. So when they're tough, they're doing it for your benefit, not theirs. You know, it's so easy to say something they want to hear, as I said earlier. But also then when you are that tough love, when you say, you know, Tess, that was outstanding. You know, I don't think there's anything I'd change there. You are so good at the selling, but we just need to get the finance bit sorted. So they will boost your confidence. They will... Because of their experience, they'll be able to see they're amazing at this. They're amazing at that. And then connected to the networking around that um, promotional confidence boosting bit, when I'm not with them, I might be with other people I'm networking with. And someone says, oh, you know, my website's a nightmare. And I'll say, oh, you should speak to, you know, this company or that company or, you know, I'm struggling with lead gen. And I say, I know this guy, Alex, at lead generation. Yeah. He is outstanding. You know, what he don't know, don't need knowing kind of thing. So I'll be promoting them even when they don't know I'm promoting them. So it's having a cheerleader. It's having someone to boost your confidence. Um, and then it's it's just sort of also directing you. You know, you've got a PA. I don't know that you need a PA. Maybe you need a VA. Have you thought about this company? So they'll be sharing contacts. They'll be helping them find solutions to the problems. So, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just about goal setting. I can set my own goals. It is so much more. Hope you're enjoying Success is a System. Every Tuesday, we launch it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Drop us a note and tell us who you would like to see or hear on Success is a System or what subjects you'd like us to cover to help you and your business. Success is a System, like, subscribe, and make sure you get it every Tuesday for great lessons and systems that have made people wealthy, healthy, and successful. Yeah, my goodness, it really is a minefield. I feel like you're that person that's kind of in the back of somebody's mind or sat on their shoulder telling them this is good, this is bad <laughs> as you go that, through the process. That's a, good, that's a good example, Tess, because when we talk about the person sitting on the shoulder, we think of the good and the bad or, or the hard yes. and soft or the nice and the nasty. Mm. Sometimes you have to be a bit of both because, and I ask permission, I say up front, you know, if, if you want someone to cuddle you every, every time we meet, I'm probably not your person. But if you want someone to be your biggest cheerleader, but also your biggest critic to tell you when you're really being silly or doing something wrong or not doing what you said you were going to do. I'm your person. I'm both of those people sitting on the shoulders. Both of them. Best of both. I know it's cliche, but yeah, there we yeah. go. Um, okay. Now you did actually touch on costs a little bit earlier on, but how much does a business mentor cost? I presume this varies. It does. It varies a lot. I mean, there are, there are people out there doing it for 50 pounds an hour and, um, you know, if you're starting from a clean slate and you've not achieved anything and it's the first time you've had a job and they might be great because if you're starting a job at 20 pounds an hour, maybe they're someone who can take you the next level. Um, I, 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 I'm normally working in the range of one to 3000 pounds an hour. Um, but if people pre-commit to a longer period, I'll, I'll look at discounting that a little bit. So, you know, I unashamedly wouldn't want to start for less than about a thousand pound an hour, but I can change their life for that. So let's just say I said to you, yes, it is a thousand pound a month. I'll meet you for an hour each month. But along that journey, we're going to double your business this year. You know, I'm going to take you from making 20,000 profit or 50,000 profit to a multi-million pound business. And I will help you exit that business for a life-changing sum of money. So if if you had the, it, the price varies massively, but if you had an opportunity to, you know, pay someone 50 pound an hour to kind of 
teach you a few technical bits or someone to charge a thousand pound an hour, but change your life. Really? I mean, I, if I didn't think I could more than double someone's business, I wouldn't even be mentoring them. And so I'm in that kind of area. I mean, people like Grant Cardone, really, if you're being mentored, you're talking about a hundred thousand pound a year plus. So there are people like that. Anthony Robbins, if you want any of his personal time and he, and that would only be like you go on some of his courses with his trainers and you had maybe, one or two one-to-ones with him across the year you're talking a million quid but you know someone like anthony robbins took a business uh you know he went from earning twenty thousand dollars a year in rome a suburb of new york to earning a million pound a year within one year after working with jim ron uh and then a few years later he he floated his company for 400 million and bought an island in fiji so it's all kind of relative you know where would you want to go cheap could you afford to go cheap if you really wanted to achieve great things so you know one one of the the the, um sayings i was thinking earlier actually i was talking to someone um in fact i think i wrote it down and it was on a completely different subject but it was something like um don't expect million millionaire lifestyle achievement with with minimum wage thinking Okay. You know, this isn't somewhere where you want to be cutting money. And of course I would say that, but I also say that about finance, accountants, lawyers, mm. there are some areas of business you want to feel a bit uncomfortable with what you're paying in my opinion. But if you're paying that good money, it's not unreasonable to demand and expect outstanding results. Okay. So that's definitely something to think about there, isn't it? I suppose in a sense you, you get for what, you get what you pay for um and if and, and and if you're not you know you're not you're not you're not locked in forever mm. and, you know, i i would say as people you know I'm, I'm not interested in doing less than six months so you know you might have a six thousand pound commitment and i'll reduce it if we went to a year uh but if after six months and you made that commitment and hell look, you know look at my google reviews look at uh, some of the endorsements look at some of the people i've helped and the success we've had that alone should give you some comfort but if six months in you don't think you're getting value well it's finished Just shake each other's hand wish each other well uh and, and go off and do your own thing with with someone different that's a really good point actually one of the questions that isn't on you know our brief here that people have asked is how long are you with a mentor for a business mentor but like you've said, I'm guessing it varies. It just depends on that individual person. Yeah. So, you know, I've got people that I've been mentoring for well over 10 years now. Now it changes often. So it goes from being maybe once a month to being a once a year strategic review where we'll spend a half a day or a day together. We'll reset their three year plan because we've le- I've taught them the tools of how to kind of do the mapping, the planning, the, the, the self accountability. I'll be available on a phone and that, but that might go from once a month to once a year but i've got people well over 10 years i'd expect it to last a couple of years but again that's subject to it working for both parties um and some people i just have a one-off meet they say look uh, can i just buy one day of your time now it's a bit like anything if you go to a shop and you buy one can of coke you'll pay a price now if you go to a cash and carry and buy 24 you'll get it cheaper if if you go to a a wholesaler uh, and buy a pallet you'll get it much cheaper so it's all to do with sort of quantum as well on pricing okay so i suppose you know if you're listening this far people must be thinking oh well how do i find the best mentor for my business you talked a little bit earlier on about choosing the right business mentor but yeah how do you go about finding that right mentor 
Well, I'd kiss a few frogs, you know, in the in the old uh, fairy tale of the uh, of finding the prince, as it were. I, I always, if people are interested enough to find out more, I'll jump on a 15, 20 minute call. And it's a kind of speed date. You know, what can you do in 15, 20 minutes? Actually, you can establish in 15, 20 minutes whether you relate to someone or not. I can ask a few interrogative questions to see, um, to sort of draw out of them what they really want. Do they know what they want? Can I help them with them what they want? And they should see from me, he, he's not my kind of person or he is. And, you know, I had a call with a lady a few months back and she said, oh, you sound a bit scary. And I said, well, you know, if I'm scary to you, I'm probably not the right person kind of thing. And, you know, if you go off and find someone else and they seem more your cup of tea and, you know, go with them. Now, if you then go with them and you realize you probably did need a more bare knuckle mentor or blunt, honest mentor, come back to me in six months or a year and we'll see if there's a conversation to be had then. But certainly, you know, you wouldn't marry the first person you, you like the look of or the first person you kissed. Don't lock into the first person you see, you know. So I, 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 I'd do a 15, 20 minute exploratory call. I do some open um, uh, mentoring breakfast like I did this morning that can come, come along to a sort of discovery day, if you like, see what you think. Um, and then make a commitment. You know, some people will go online. They know they want that car. They're happy with the price of that car. They pay for that car. It's delivered in a week or two. Other people will want to go along, kick the tires, you know, test drive it, take their mum along, take their dad along, take their partner along, you know, get the kids in it. And people are on a journey and they, you, it is an important relationship. And I referred earlier to a kind of marriage or relationship make make sure it's right just be be aware that i always try and concertina that decision time down though because every uh, certain mentors i wouldn't give people i mean a 20 minute call and come along to an open session i'm not going to give up more of my time i value my time equally if they're going to take six months to decide we could have probably doubled their business in six months so how long do you want to wait to be the person you could have been to achieve the goals you could achieve and to know what you need to do to get to the goals that you need to achieve and so on so you know i i, I too many people they they put off and put off and put off mm. what they know they need to do you've got to get to a point where you think okay i've checked it out you know like buying a car i guess going back to that i've seen enough to know or i've not and if you really can't make that decision don't make a decision move on okay so actually then i'm going to skip a question because we've kind of covered what should you look for in a business mentor we can go back to it if we need to but how should you then approach a business mentor so say if i call you up mike how should i approach sort of the conversation i would have a uh, i would have made some notes about what you want because it's you're paying for it is your mentoring if you like i am a tool that you're going to use in that sense okay to help you get what you want to achieve so you should have questions that are important price is often a big one i'm normally quite upfront with that if you speak to someone and we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that later they probably know that it's going to scare the hell out of you and they're trying to kind of justify it or they're a bit embarrassed about it i'm not embarrassed about it i'll, I'll charge a grand an hour but i'll give them tens of thousands of pounds of value per hour so i have zero doubt that i can deliver on that um but they should know ask that question um ask what they can expect to uh, receive how available will you be to me between our sessions can i email you occasionally can i call you occasionally so you know i might say look i don't mind the odd email or five minute call and you know i'll make time 
But if each email requires half hour of my time, I'm going to then have a conversation and say, look, I'll come back to you on this. But next time I'm going to probably have to look at charging you for some extra time. So there's a bit of flexibility built in like everything. But up front, I'd establish that because if you think, oh, he's going to be my mate within three months and we often are. But I do separate. This is the relationship we have professionally. This is the relationship we may build personally and become friends on. Uh, and within the professional relationship, there are boundaries. There are parameters. Equally, I don't want to go out to a, a, a private functional see them at a party and be doing mentoring chat. Do you know what I mean? So where are the lines? Ask that. Uh, what are your expectations? Ask if that's the, the right thing to expect and if you're likely to get that back um, and more importantly ask their experience in achieving what it is you want to achieve have they been there have they seen it have they done it how many other people have they helped is there a few people like you that they could ring to say to, to ask them some questions how do you find mike is he helpful will he da, 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 whatever it is so you the, the, do your homework if you go into anything blindly, especially when it's a big ticket spend, because, you know, 50 quid, most people could stomach it. If it's 1,000 quid and you're talking 6,000 or 12,000 or something like that, um, then you, you, you want to do your homework. You want to do your research on that person. If they're as good as they say they are, they will have a profile. Search them. You know, some people, like I do my podcast, people will say, Mike, I've got this great person to be on your podcast. They're amazing. They're done. Da, da. And then I look and they've got no profile. They've got no business. They've not got any wiki page. And I'm not saying that's the be all and the end all. But, you know, people are going to promote themselves at their absolute best. The question always is, is there knowledge experience that I can find that supports what they're saying? So if they were in a court of law and, you know, you were um, someone had said, I'm going to uh, sue you for being a mentor. Could you find enough evidence to support it or not? You know, what is the evidence out there to say Mike Green has, has built business. Mike Green has failed at business, has massively succeeded, has helped other people across range of businesses. So I, I think so many people have got a, a pretty sounding name, a nice looking logo, a jazzy website, and it might be sort of all glitz and no substance. Some people might have loads of substance, but a crap website. So, you know, again, that profile research can make you think because to me, it's, I'm, I've, got, uh, I've got a good website, I think. I like it. Uh, and I've got a profile. But really, it comes down to I can deliver. I have delivered. I do deliver. I take it personally uh, in terms of if I'm going to help someone, I've got to know I can help them, and I set out to help them. And if that means being a bit tough with them because I need them to be successful because it's my reputation on the line as well as theirs. So – that leaves clues. You know, there's a saying, success leads clues. If I've done what I, if I'm as successful as they say I am, it would have left clues. If another mentor is as, is as good or successful as they say they are, it leaves clues. There will be editorial, there will be news features, there will be other stuff out there that absolutely um, unreservedly uh, proves that, that it's not bullshit and smoke and mirrors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, it all makes sense. And I suppose questions are key doing your research. The last question was, what questions should you ask your business mentor? But you've covered a lot of them there. 
Um, we have covered an awful lot, Mike. I don't know whether there's anything else you'd like to add, but I suppose where is best for people to find you? Are you on LinkedIn? Obviously, you've got your podcast, Success is a System, which people can look up. You've got your website. Um, yeah, how can people find you? Yeah, well, you should be my PR person because you're great, great there. <laughs> MikeGreen.co.uk, and that has got an E on the end of green, so it's Mike green or one word but with an e on the end .co.uk on that website people can fill out a little uh, form it will come straight to me I, I see all of them because it's important to me on the mentoring side and they can just put love to set up a call to find out about mentoring they can link with me they can look at my uh, success as a system um, they can look at they can search me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on every social media, really. And actually, there's a lot of extra free content on there because the podcast is absolutely free. But I'm I'm interviewing people like Dame um, tomorrow morning is Dame Mary Archer. My God, wow. the woman is amazing. 79 years old. What she's achieved is incredible. In 1970, she was a solar scientist being mentored by, by a Nobel Prize winning scientist, you know, incredible and i used to think oh she's married to jeffrey and people would say oh she's married to jeffrey in the sense that she's done well on the back of jeffrey i now realize jeffrey is married to mary you know that woman is amazing you know and i've got other people like charlie mullins sold his business last year for 147 million pounds he left school at 15 with no job and became a plumber kind of thing or went straight into plumbing apprenticeship neville wright you know joe Joe uh, Valente. Uh, there's loads of people on that podcast. And if you just listen to learn rather than listen to um, for entertainment, the, the knowledge you could get to put into any business, and loads of it free. But when it comes to the mentoring, it'll be really specific, only about you, only about your business or life, only about what you want to achieve. And then pulling all of that knowledge together, all of that experience together to make you achieve what it is you want to achieve. Oh, that's amazing. That's going to be a fantastic episode to watch out for. I mean, people might be listening to this episode down the line, so it's probably already out by the time you're listening to it, but fantastic. And of course, Mike, we've got the episode we recorded with Alex as well uh, on business mentoring. Again, that's episode 255 of the Advisors Assemble podcast. And also Alex has spoken about being a business mentee with you, Mike. So yeah. that's episode episode 256. And he was a perfect mentee in the sense that uh, I'm not just saying this because you know him. You know, he he we first met oh, seven or eight years ago, whatever it was, at Ali Future Business Centre. He was just making that transition from sort of working to doing his own thing and subcontracting and then building his business. And he just, you know, did he do it all perfectly? Probably not. None of us do. But Charlie Mullin says on his interview, if I ended a week and I'd done 70, 80 percent right. I made money. If I ended a week and I'd done 60, 70% wrong, I lost money. Or, you know, and, and you don't have to be perfect to achieve amazing things. But, you know, Alex just worked at it. He asked lots of questions. He put those answers into, into practice. And now he's got a business that is unrecognizable from where it was uh, and is going to be unrecognizable again in three years' time. So he's a great example, someone I've enjoyed working with. Hopefully he's benefited from my mentoring and I promote him and recommend him today and he does the same so again this relationship with a mentor even if you're no longer mentor mentee it becomes a lifelong kind of respect connection friendship more more than mentee mentor well, there we go well a great note to end on there mike thank you ever so much that's been really really interesting and hopefully there's a lot there that people can take away from the episode um perhaps we'll catch you on the podcast again soon who knows but you take care 
I look forward to it. Anytime, Tess, it'd be a pleasure to come back on.